want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
All right. We started things off with the Queen Guillotined from Buffalo with the song No Redeeming Qualities. And then we went into Malignancy with the song Neglected Rejection off of Inhuman Grotesqueries. Thank you. Thank you, Kim Carnes. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as it was. No, it's not. Getting better. Uh, yeah. We caught little colds. I'm fine. You did. <laughs> um, yeah, you seem to bounce back in about a day and a half. Yeah. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel fine now. It's just I got like a laryngitis coughing thing going on, mm-hmm. which I feel like I've had... Every time I get sick, this mm-hmm. lingers on for like two months. Mm-hmm. Ever since I had that reconstructive surgery. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so? Yeah. I never used to hold on to coughs and stuff after being sick, but I'm fine. Yeah. I, I just sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're uh, being able to sing Betty Davis eyes is slipping away <laughs> by the minute. <laughs> So we uh, we mentioned last show that we were going to be on our way home from Atlanta mm-hmm. mass destruction. Mm-hmm. So this show, I think we should tell everyone how it was. All right. Well, how how do you think it was? I think it was a ton of fun. Yeah. I think we met a lot of really cool people and we yeah. saw a lot of really cool bands. Mm-hmm. Some bands new, I think, new to both of us. Yeah. Um, and bands that we've known about but we've never seen live which is always a favorite memory for you and I because you've been around a lot longer than I have like in the metal scene Mm -hmm. so and on earth well yeah (laughs) but I was trying to be polite (laughs) Um, so it's always really special for me when we see a band for the first time like together I know Mm. it's kind of cheesy but no I, I agree um Amos, one of the guys that put the fest on, we yeah. got to meet him, and he is just a magical being. Yeah. He's so awesome. Yeah, um, very cool. We just, I don't know, we could go down the list of the, all the people that we met. It was awesome. We finally, finally got to meet Danny from Malignancy in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had him on the show. We've kept in contact with him. He's mm-hmm. an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. It was great meeting him. Yeah, and of course, our friends in Nuclear Assault, we got to hang out with them. Yeah, they were fun. Stormy was there. It was yeah. like home, but in Atlanta, but not home. Yeah. With new people. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. It was like our second home. I think Maryland is more our second home. Maryland? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Atlanta seemed like uh, a cool city. Yeah, it was definitely cool. We happened upon uh, a really cool brewery. Yeah. Had good beer, good food. Yeah great views yeah good company it was yeah there was like a rooftop area where you could see most of the city yeah and it was uh it was cool yeah and the weather was perfect yep absolutely we had a good time yeah what'd you think of the venue i was honestly surprised at how small it was Mm -hmm. i think you were too yeah um but the sound was good. It was. And I was just really surprised and kind of relieved mm-hmm. that it was small. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm quite ready to do like large arena shows yet. I know. And now that things are like getting hairy again with COVID. Mm-hmm. And we're going into like sixth season, like you and I just 
kind of caught colds. Mm-hmm. Luckily, not COVID. We were tested. Mm-hmm. But twice. <laughs> twice, yes. <laughs> Before we went to Atlanta and after. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. We were possibly exposed at a show we went to the week before so we thought it was only right before we get on planes and go hang out with people that are touring in bands to get tested and make sure we were cool so Mm -hmm. yep good times yeah do i sound as dumb as i sound to myself (laughs) does it sound really dumb what you just said sounded pretty dumb (laughs) (laughs) but no no you don't you don't sound too uh too different. I think you do in person when I'm just talking to you. But yeah. on the mic I don't it doesn't sound too too different than normal, I don't think. Alright, let's play some music. First up we're gonna hear a band that we just checked out at Mass Destruction. The band is Estuary and they're from Ohio. Cincinnati to be exact and we're going to hear frailty and numbers and then we are headed over to Greece with some chest crush with the song different shepherd same sheep off of their July release Deligmia Oh, 
So, you have kind of an unhealthy obsession with death. No, it's not obsession. Uh. Well, you say it like I like enjoy it, but I think I'm so fascinated by it because I don't understand it yeah. and I'm terrified of the unknown. Yeah. So I kind of focus on things that make me uncomfortable, mm. hoping to normalize it, uh-huh. and it never works with that because <laughs> I'll never have the answer until I do it, mm-hmm. which sucks. Well, guess what? What? Now you can experience death without actually dying. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. This this list <clears throat> okay. that I have before me All right. is 10 people that documented their own deaths. And some of them are pretty interesting. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Um, I'm not going to read all 10 of them. Okay. I will read some of them. Okay. One, uh, number 10, going in no specific order. I'll just read them randomly. Okay. No, I'll start at 10 and go to one, but I'm not going to read all of them. So number 10. How many are you going to read? A random amount. <laughs> but not all of them? But not all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, between September 25th and 26th, 1957, Carl Patterson Schmidt, a herpetologist. What's that? Do you know what that is? No. Well, it sounds gross, right? Yeah. Uh, it's actually a person who studies reptiles and amphibians. Oh, okay. Um, so he wrote notes explaining how he felt as he slowly died of a snake bite. The snake that bit him was a boom slang, which is extremely venomous. Um, the snake had been delivered to the Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago, where Schmidt had worked uh, from the Lincoln Park Zoo. Schmidt was trying to pick up the snake to identify, and that's when he was bitten. He started documenting everything that had happened thereafter. So instead of getting help? It's interesting, right? Would you... Because the first thing that I noticed or heard when you were reading was as he slowly died of a snake bite. Yeah. So it wasn't instant. Yeah. So maybe less writing, more calling 911. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of goes into that as it goes on. Okay. Um, so shut up. It says he, he even refused medical attention over fears of disrupting the experiment which he never believed would kill him. Then he, what was he documenting? Just the effects the effects of, of the snake bite? Yeah. Not knowing that he would die? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's even more interesting. Yeah. Um, it says, on the day of the bite, he reported bleeding with a chilly and shaky feeling. The next morning, he rep- reported heavier bleeding. He bled from his bowels, nose, and mouth. He also passed blood inside of his urine. Inside of his urine. Instead of his urine. Um, he became ill that morning and later died in the hospital. An autopsy revealed that he died of severe internal bleeding caused by the deadly venom. Yikes. That had to be painful. Yeah, it sounds pretty awful. Next up is unnamed German man. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, in February of 2008, two hunters found the remains of an unnamed 58-year-old German man laying on a mattress in a forest. I don't know how they knew he was 58. I was going to ask that, but okay. Maybe that was in his diary. I don't know. Um, so this was in Germany. The man had starved himself to death. Beside him uh, was a diary that he updated daily as he died. The German police did not release the diary, so we do not have the specific details and contents, but we do know that the man wrote about his deteriorating health and certain problems that were bothering him. For 28 days, the man wrote about everything that was happening to his body. He drank some water, but did not eat any food. Um, he was pained over his joblessness, the strained relationship he had with his daughter, and the loss of his marriage. Uh, the diary was last updated on December 13th, 2007, which would have been around the time that he died. He added that the diary should be given to his daughter. That is fucking rough. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, then we have John Fawcett. Like today, drug abuse was a problem in the 1800s. It was even scarier then because doctors were the ones prescribing these drugs to people. We're talking things like opium, morphine, heroin, laudanum. You know. Uh, laudanum is among the least known of these drugs. Yet, it is equally dangerous and very addictive. It was used to treat all sorts of ailments from coughing to epilepsy. Maybe you need some of this Maybe. shit. <laughs> uh, this is crazy too. Parents purchased it over the counter and administered it to their babies without prescription, <laughs> sometimes with fatal consequences. Between 1863 and 1867, 236 infants died of laudanum overdoses in England. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Um, another notable incident from the British Journal of Psychiatry. A letter was published that a lady addicted to laudanum wrote to her doctor. Um, the unnamed woman rebuked her doctor for giving her a laudanum prescription. She complained that it made her sluggish, addicted, and uninterested in housework, which at the time was very abnormal for the ladies <laughs> of the day. <laughs> John Fawcett also put his experience with laudanum in writing. As reported by the April 24th, 1897 edition of the New York Journal and Advertiser, Fawcett took an overdose of laudanum and documented its effects on his body as he slowly died. He wrote on how the drugs made him feel drowsy. He also added comments regarding his feelings and thoughts. He said he was committing suicide because he was tired of living. Fawcett's note ended with the words, died 24 hours after taking one ounce of laudanum. So guess what happened next? What? He rolled into a pond and drowned. Oh. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't know how that led to that, but I don't know. <clears throat> I guess he was drowsy. Um, it is believed that Fawcett wrote most of the sentence earlier, but left a number of hours blank so he could fill it in just before dying. I, the next one I heard about before, but I'm going to read it again because I didn't know... I don't think all these details. Uh, on September 12, 1996, 21-year-old Ricardo Lopez 
committed suicide by shooting himself in the mouth. His suicide would have caused little remark if he hadn't sent a parcel bomb to, who do you think? I don't know. Icelandic singer Bajork. Really? Yeah. You, have to, you have to pronounce the J in there, by the way. Oh, okay. That's not Bjork. It's Bjork. <laughs> That's like Salman. <laughs> yeah. Um, the existence of the bomb was revealed in the suicide video, which he made just before his death. The suicide video was part of 22 hours worth of video Lopez had started shooting in January. Uh, one person Lopez kept mentioning in his videos was Bjork who he appeared to be obsessed with. He got jealous when he learned that she had a boyfriend, uh, prompting his decision to kill her. So he made a bomb with sulfuric acid and decided to mail it to her home in London. He took a pistol with him to the post office on the day that he mailed the package so that he could quickly kill himself if he was caught. Angry Lopez returned home to make the last video. He undressed, painted his face, and sat on a chair where he shot himself through the mouth while one of Bjork, I'm sorry, Bjork's songs played <laughs> in the background. His body was found four days later after it had started to decay. Officers from the Hollywood Police Department recovered the videos, including the last one in which Lopez revealed that he'd sent a bomb to Bjork. They informed <laughs> the police in England and the bomb was recovered before it could be delivered to Bjork. But Jork was saved. Good. All right. I have one more left that I'm going to bore you with. This is the death of Martin Manley. In the early hours of August 15th, 2013, sports journalist Martin Manley dialed 911 to report a suicide. After he hung up, he killed himself. Manley's suicide surprised many. For a start, he did not approve of suicide. Manley had been working on his own suicide for years. On the day of his death, he published a blog in which he revealed the reasons he committed suicide and his personal opinions. Manley wrote that he killed himself because he wanted to control when, where, and how he died. He also explained why he chose the date and the location and the gun that he used. The day that he shot himself was on his 60th birthday. Okay. Um, Manley had been writing the blog post for years and had paid for the blog a year before he shot himself. He only put the blog online on the morning of the day that he shot himself. He paid for five years of hosting, but Yahoo removed the blog because it was against their terms and conditions. From the blog, it was clear that Manley was a perfectionist who wanted to be in control of whatever happened to him. He revealed that he had edited the blog post several times over to ensure that they were error-free. Manley also made elaborate arrangements for his burial before his death. He had sent some trinkets and letters to several relatives informing them of his death. The relatives only received the letters after he was dead. He also left specific information on how he should be buried and had already paid for several death expenses, including the cremation. As we mentioned earlier, Yahoo had taken the original site down. But here is a clone, and there's a link. I wonder what it looks like. Huh. I haven't looked yet. I feel like it's a virus. <laughs> That's funny. But he goes through all this trouble, and then Yahoo fucking takes it down? Yeah. Man. 
No respect. No. Atrocity from Buffalo, and Atrocity is spelled A-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. Um, that was the third song on their bodily dismemberment demo, Twisted Minds. And uh, the version of that song was coming off of the bodily dismemberment compilation that is on Bandcamp. And this actually has 10 tracks, which is the bodily dismemberment demo. And then the demo after it, which was <laughs> Evil Dead. So it's both of those in one, digitally. <laughs> All right, I now have a question for you. Okay. When do you think Pablo Picasso passed away? Oh, hmm. Um, I think it was more recent than you would think. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, um, in the 80s? 73. Hmm. Okay. 
I wasn't <laughs> horribly wrong. I was like, uh, I n- thought n- he lived in like the 1600s. <laughs> <laughs> he does so seem dumb. like it, right? Yes. It does seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme that was like, all right, nobody talked to me. I just realized that Pablo Picasso died in 1973. <laughs> I lived my life thinking he lived during the 1500s. He, yeah, he seemed like, he did seem. That blew my mind. And then I had to, of course, I had to Google it. Yeah. Indeed, April 8th, 1973. What? Yep. I was a year old. I know. That's weird. Yeah. crazy and then i kept scrolling i was doom scrolling and the next one was uh like a cartoon and Mm -hmm. the caption of it was when you eat a when you accidentally eat a dorito vertically Mm. have you ever done that Mm -hmm. and you stab the roof of your mouth and like under your tongue that's bad stuff oh man (laughs) that sucks and then you like hold your mouth open and let everything fall out wondering if blood will come with it yeah (laughs) That's probably how uh, when when someone bites into an apple with a razor blade in it, it's probably like that, but much worse. Or eating Captain Crunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's that. <laughs> eating Captain Crunch is like eating broken glass. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. <laughs> and I remember that that feeling. Like every time after you, you ate a bunch of it. Oh, yeah. You like, have like a little paper cuts all over yeah. the roof of your mouth. Like, fuck. What was I thinking? I'm yeah. not eating this anymore. Yeah. And the, the next day or a couple hours later, <laughs> yeah. I'm back at it. <laughs> and that that is like the one cereal that never got soggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you couldn't like wait for it to get soft. No. No. And I don't like soft, soggy cereal anyways. No. But. No, you don't. Or bread. Ugh. Mm-mm. Like, well, nope. <laughs> like I, I used to, ugh. <laughs> I used to know people wow. that would order chicken wings and they would put the bread in there to like absorb like all the extra sauce and stuff mm-hmm. and people would eat it and yeah. it was like soggy. Yeah, oh yeah. Can't do it. I'm very texture-oriented. If something has a nasty texture, mm-hmm. I'm not about it. I know. Yep. And I also can't eat things that look exactly like what they are. Yeah. Like, if you put, like, a like a miniature cow on a bun, mm-hmm. I would not eat burgers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, if you bring me a shrimp... Uh-huh. That still has all of his little yeah, tentacles. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Not having it. What if it has a poop vein in it? Nope. No, you don't want that? Nope. Not doing it. That's where the good stuff is, though. Nope. <laughs> all the protein. Yeah, it's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I used to do a trivia question every day on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But... That ran its course for for the daily version. I still plan to do it occasionally, but I want to do one today for the podcast. And um, whoever makes it this far, they hear this, <laughs> want to post in the comments under 
the show posting on Facebook. That would be wonderful. Okay, what is it? The question today is, the cover of Iron Maiden Killers, Eddie is hatcheting someone, and the victim is pulling at his shirt. You only see the victim's uh, hands and wrists. Who, it's been rumored, or speculated, who that victim is, or was. Do you have any thoughts on this? I have none. Okay. So name that person. Yes. Okay. I like it. We wrapping it up? Yeah. All right. We are kicking off this block with Nullification from the Philippines with the song Calamity from the Skies after their latest release, Kingdoms to Havel, coming out January 14th on Personal Records. And then... We are going to go into Peter Eon from Sweden with the song Bitter Loss. And this is a cover and tribute to the late LG Petrov of Entombed. Rest in peace. Yes. This is out now on Emancipation Productions. And then we're going to close it out with a somewhat local from Buffalo. We're going to hear the song Welcome to Your Own Funeral. And this is by Corson King. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And if you ever get caught sleeping on the job, slowly raise your head and say, in Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Nice.
Yeah.